Hi everyone, Demetrius McRae here, your online campus pastor here at Calvary Christian Center. Welcome to our podcast. May today's message bring healing, hope, and ultimately transformation. Hope you enjoy the message. of God's word today in Colossians chapter 3 verse 2 Colossians chapter 3 verse 2 I want to I want to just say how grateful I am for the opportunity to be here today my name is Pastor Jen if I don't know you I'm usually over with the kiddos in the kids center and um, I'm just grateful for the opportunity to be able to minister God's word today I get to preach on the campuses sometimes but I'm really excited to preach right here at my home campus Ormond Beach I'm so excited today and I just want to take a minute and honor my pastors because you know I was 17 years old when they came and now I'm 42, that's a long time to be with somebody. And I'm just really grateful for them. And you know what? We've kind of all changed a little bit over the years because you grow and you change. But you know what hasn't changed about them is their genuine love for people, their genuine love for God's presence in the Word of God, and just the fact that they would make sure that we had an opportunity to come here today to be together. That just shows how much that they love and care about all of us. And I just want to honor them and thank, thank them for giving me an opportunity. I've been on staff for 20, almost 20 years now this year. And this place is about finding your purpose. How many of you say, I know what my purpose is. I get to serve here. It's about finding your people. Come on, this is our people. We don't all look the same, dress the same, sound the same, but we're all family here, amen? And I just wanna thank my pastors for leading us in that kind of way. This will be their 25th year here. And I think that's such a beautiful, a beautiful thing, isn't it? And we're so blessed here at Calvary. And just like pastor says though, the best is yet to come. Do you guys believe that? The best is yet to come. I believe it today and so I'm grateful for the opportunity and I'm so blessed at this point in my life to be able to be a part of the kids ministries I've been a part of all the ministries here at Calvary over the years but I believe that it's so important for us to leave a legacy amen and if the Lord is speaking to your heart about doing that I want to invite you to be a part of Calvary kids there's you can be a greeter at the door security team you can be hands-on with the kids preparing a craft or a snack but I believe it's all of our mission to pass it on to the next generation, amen? Amen, are you ready to get into God's word today? All right, in Colossians chapter three, verse two, this is our last Sunday, so we're gonna go out with a bang. Y'all ready to go out with a bang today? Come on, there's a lot of things that have happened in 2021. I feel like 2020 and 2021 is like all one big year, like just bunch, I mean, it's like a blur, right? There's a lot of highs and a lot of lows. Come on, let's be honest. There's a lot of things that have happened, but we need to pay attention to what we're paying attention. Sometimes we look back and we can only think about the things that went wrong, but I believe today that the Lord is speaking to us to look again. Are you guys ready to look again? I believe God wants us to see from his perspective and from his eyes today. So in the name of Jesus, we're going to open our eyes to see the things that God wants us to see. Tell your neighbor, say, look again. 
In Colossians 3, 2, it says, since then you have been raised with Christ, set your heart on things above. Where Christ is, he is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. For you died and your life is now hidden with God in Christ. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Hallelujah. That's what we're shouting about today. Come on, lift up those hands and let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word today. Your word is powerful. Your word gives us hope. It gives us life. It helps us. It guides us. It teaches us. It sets us free. So God, everything that your word is and does, let it be done in this place today. God, give us eyes to see and ears to hear that we won't just be hearers of the word, but we'll be doers of your word. I pray that as your word is released, God, that you would anoint me to say exactly what you want to say and anoint every ear to hear what you want each person to hear, a word that is straight for them in their moment and their now, Father God. I pray in the name of Jesus that you bless those that are watching online, bless those that are here in person today, and God, that you would transform us by the power of your word. We thank you for it in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 You may have a seat this morning. Come on, it's time to look again. The first direction that we're going to look to sit to this morning is up. Everybody say, look up. Come on, how many of you done a lot of shopping over the last few weeks and months? Are you a shop? I'm not a shopper, actually. I don't like shopping. Thank God for my husband. He is the shopper. He likes to buy the gifts. But you go into the grocery store, you go into the store, and what do they purposely do in the stores? They put everything that they want you to see right at your eye level, right? Have you ever been in the grocery store and you're just looking at eye level and then you step back and there's all these signs and things hanging up that you're like, I've never even noticed in this store today. You don't usually notice the things that are above you, but you do notice the things that are right in front of you. Come on, they even put things at kids' eye level, right? So the kids will see them. You might not even notice it, but your child is seeing it. Uh, come on, I gotta tell somebody, the enemy's trying to put things in front of your kids that you better stoop to their level and see what they see because it's right at their eye level today. And so we have to make sure that what we see is the right things that God wants us to be looking at. The enemy wants to make sure that negative Negativity is at your eye level. He wants to make sure that fear is at your eye level. He wants to make sure that doubt is at your eye level. He wants to remind you of all the things that are going wrong because eye level is by level. That's what they say in the retail world. If it's at eye level, it's at by level. Come on, who's an impulse buyer? Oh, you see that sale right there at your eye level. Come on, who's an impulse? You, you go with your list and you buy 20 extra things, right? Your impulse shopper because eye level is by level. And he wants you to buy into lies doubt and fear. He wants you to buy into the news. He wants you to buy into do this and don't do that. Social media. Come on, your social media tells you what to think and how to act. If you didn't know that, that's exactly what it's doing. It's telling you how to respond to other people. It's telling you to side with this person and not with that person. It's imposing fear and confusion and doubt. Come on, we're all always looking at our eye level and sometimes we're looking down at our phones, right? We're worshiping and bowing our head to our phones, right? That's what's at our eye level. We go to our phone for our source of information. We go to Google for all of our answers. But God is calling us today to look up to where he is. 
God wants us to look above the distractions, look above the noise, look above the doubt and the fear and the worry. And he said, look up because I'm seated on the throne today. I want you to look up, not right in front of you. What's in front of you is very real, but who is ahead of you, who's above you is greater than he that is in the world because Christ is still seated on the throne. No matter what you see, no matter what's going on, Jesus Christ is seated on the throne today. Can you say amen? amen? We look in the Bible at a man named Abraham, and Abraham had to look up. He could see that he was old. He could see that he had no children to inherit his estate. And the Bible says in Genesis 15 too, but Abraham said, Sovereign Lord, what can you give me since I remain childless? And the one who will inherit my estate is Eliezer of Damascus. And Abraham said, Abram said, you have given me no children, so a servant in my household will be my heir. Then the word of the Lord came to him. It said, this man will not be your heir, but a son who is your own flesh and blood will be your heir. He took him outside and he said, look up at the sky and count the stars. If indeed you can count them, then he said, so shall your offspring be. And Abraham looked up and he believed the Lord and he credited to him as righteousness. God told Abraham to look up at the sky and count the stars, so shall your offspring be. Before Abram looked up, he doubted, but after he looked up, he believed. Come on, before he looked up, all he could see was his problem. But after he looked up, he saw God's provision. Come on, it's time for somebody to look up today because there's a promise waiting on you to look up. There's a promise waiting on you to look up. And at an impossible age, the promise was fulfilled. That's how God works. He waits until it's completely impossible, right? Anybody facing impossible situations today? God gave him the promised son Isaac to Abraham. But then he tells him to sacrifice his son. Come on, he gives him the very thing he promised him. And then he tells him to go sacrifice his son. And in Genesis 22, 9 through 14, it said, when they reached the place God had told him about, Abraham built an altar there and arranged it on the wood. He bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Then he reached out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called out to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham, he said, here I am. Do not lay a hand on the boy, he said. Do not do anything to him. Now I know that you fear God because you have not withheld from me your own son. And then Abraham, he looked up and he saw there in the thicket a ram caught by its horns. He went over and took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called the place, the Lord will provide. Woo, when he looked up, he saw that the Lord will provide. And to this day, it is said on the mountain of the Lord, it will be provided. I came to tell somebody on this last Sunday of 2021, there is provision waiting on you to just look up. Come on, somebody lift up your head today. Oh, the Lord will provide. God's about to work in impossible situations. God's about to turn things around. Lift up your head today. Even Jesus looked up. Jesus took the five loaves and the two fish from the boy. 
There was 5,000 people there. What was in his hands was not enough to accomplish what needed to be done. Have you ever found yourself in a place that what you had wasn't enough to get where you were going? But the Bible said that Jesus took that offering that was given from that boy and he, he lifted it up and he looked up to heaven. It said that Jesus looked up to heaven and he blessed it. And when he brought it back down, he began to break it because when it was in his hands and when he looked at, at it straight ahead, it wasn't enough. But when Jesus looked up, it became more than enough. When Jesus looked up to heaven, it became more than enough. In his hands, it wasn't enough. But in God's hands, it was more than enough. Whatever you have in your hands today, give it to God. Lift it up to God right now. God, I give that business to you. God, I give that child to you. I don't have enough to turn it around. I don't have what it takes. But I look up to you because you are more than enough today, God. And that you will make a way that you will multiply apply in the name of Jesus there was a man named Stephen in the Bible in the New Testament he gave his very life for the gospel of Jesus Christ he was a martyr they stoned him till his very death and even as he was being stoned to death in Acts chapter 7 55 through 60 it said Stephen full of the Spirit looked up to heaven and he saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. Look, he said, I see heaven open and the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of God. Even as the giant rocks were delivering deadly blows to Stephen's body, even when his last breaths, God gave him the strength to pick up his head and to see Christ seated on the throne. He saw the very glory of God. When he looked up, the moment of pain became a moment of glory. When he looked up, that moment of, of pain and sorrow became a moment where he saw the very face of Jesus Christ today and maybe you're in a, a moment of pain and sorrow but look up and I declare over you today that God will turn your sorrow into a moment of glory where you can see Jesus in that situation where you can see that he's there making a way in Psalm 121 it says I lift up my eyes to the mountains where does my help come from my help comes from the Lord the maker of heaven and earth Somebody should give him the glory today. Oh, my help comes from the Lord. Look up to Jesus today. Look up the scriptures. Come on, look up and worship today. Jesus is on the throne and he's calling us to take another look, to look up. When people are around you start talking about how bad it is or they ask you how it's going, just tell them things are looking up. Come on, at the end, they said, how was 2021? Well, a lot of happened. A lot of things happened in 2021, but things are looking up. Come on. Come on, tell your neighbor, say, things are looking up. Come on, things are looking up today. It might not have happened all how I wanted to happen. I might not got all the answers I wanted, but things are looking up today. Come on, God is making a way. He's still seated on the throne. When all you see is lost sickness and pain, look up. When all you see is death and destruction, 
instruction, remember, to look up. Jesus is on the throne and he loves you. He is a hope and a future for you. When you look up, you are not ignoring the reality of your circumstances, but you are acknowledging the one who is able to strengthen you in those circumstances, the one who's able to heal you in that moment, and the one who's able to fulfill every promise concerning you today in the name of Jesus. God's changing someone's perspective in this house today. Come on, he's calling us to look up. While everyone is walking in fear, come on, you can walk with your head held high. Come on, some of you came here today downcast and downtrodden, but you're gonna leave with your head held high today. Oh, oh man, I just have this picture in my mind. You know, your children crying, and you just come and you just lift up their head. Just look at me, baby. It's okay. Man, my son hit his head over in the kitchen. Just look at me, baby. I'm here for you. It's going to be okay. And I just see the Father reaching out to you today. Come on, you're not here by accident. And he's saying, just look at me. I'm here for you. I love you. You're not alone. Just look up to me because I'm here for you right now. Now, if there's no other reason to look up, this would be a very good reason. So you don't have a double chin. That's all I'm saying. You know, yeah. I'm sorry, that's true, because I get a double chin. You know, I gotta look up. How many of y'all did those Christmas pictures and you did the head out, like chin thing, you know, like. We can't be so serious today. Tell your neighbor to look up. Not only are we to look up today, we are to look beyond. Come on, it's time to look beyond. If we live in the kingdom of God, we know that there's a far greater kingdom that we live for today. Have you ever physically been in one place but your mind was in another? Come on, some of you are already sitting there thinking about where you're gonna eat for lunch today. Come on, you're already at the Cracker Barrel. Come on back. We're not done yet. Come on back now. Come on, some of you are already thinking about where you're going, what you're doing later on. How about before Christmas, anybody on Christmas vacation right now, you get some time, come on, that last day of work, come on, right before vacation, and your mind is already on the, in the beach chair, right, with your little umbrella and I don't know, whatever you got. Come on, you ever been in one place, but your mind was already in another? You are, you are looking beyond where you currently are because of the expectation of where you're going, amen? Come on, we have an expectation beyond where we are today. And in Philippians, we read where the Apostle Paul came to a point in his life where he was in the world, but he had heaven on his heart and heaven in his mind. He was torn between here and eternity. And he said in Philippians 1.21, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. If I'm to go on living in the body, this will mean fruitful labor for me. Yet what shall I choose? I don't know. I'm torn between the two. I desire to be to depart and be with Christ, which is better by far. Amen. But it's more necessary for you that I remain in my body. Convinced of this, I know that I will remain and I will continue with all of you for your progress in the joy and the faith. So that through my being with you again, your boasting in Christ Jesus will abound on account of me. As Paul was penning these words, he was sitting in a foul Roman prison. His circumstances were not the best of circumstances. 
Come on, he was not in a position or a place that he wanted to be in at the moment. Have you ever found yourself in a position that was uncomfortable? Come on, it might have been stanky like that, right? He didn't know when he was going to get out. He didn't know when it was going to be over. He didn't know when the circumstance was going to change. But there was one thing that he knew. He knew that there was more to come. He knew that as long as he was here on earth, that there was a purpose for him. And I want to tell you today, maybe you've seen loved ones go, but you're still here today because God has a purpose for your life. And God has a plan for you today. There's a purpose for you that can't be stunted by your current physical limitations and circumstances. Paul wrote this letter even in the midst of trial and even in the midst of being in a place that he didn't want to be. He knew that if he departed for heaven, that there was the reward of eternity with his Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So if he stayed on earth, there was a purpose for him to fulfill the mission of spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ. But if he went to heaven, there was that glorious reward that was waiting for him. But either way, he knew that there was something beyond where he was at the current moment. He was able to look beyond and say, whether I leave here and travel preaching the gospel again or my next stop is heaven, there is something greater than beyond where I am right now. And knowing that there was more to come gave him the strength to make the most of where he was right now. Come on, you might not be where you want to be right now, but just know that there's more to come. Know that there's more to come because it's going to give you the strength to endure where you are right now. See, hopelessness and depression come to those who can't see beyond where they are right now. Come on, you become hopeless when you can't see that light at the end of the tunnel. When you think things are never going to change again. When you become convinced that what is will always be. But in the name of Jesus, I call forth hope to rise up in this house today. That the Holy Spirit will give you supernatural eyes of faith to see beyond your circumstances. To know beyond a shadow of a doubt that God is making a way. And that there is more to come in the name of Jesus. You're here for a reason, child of God. You're here for a reason. Heaven has a purpose for you today. He said in Philippians 3:17, join together in following my example, brothers and sisters, just as you have as a model. Keep your eyes on those who live as we do. For I as often told you before, and now tell you again, even with tears, that many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their destiny is destruction. Their God is their stomach and their glory is their shame. Their mind is on earthly things. But our citizenship is in heaven. Woo! Hallelujah! And we eagerly await a savior from there. The Lord Jesus Christ, who by the power that enables to him to bring everything under his control, will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious body. That's something to shout about today. We are citizens of heaven. Come on, there is something beyond this earth, this temporary body. Come on, and as a citizen of heaven, you belong to heaven. You have the rights and protection of heaven. I know I told you this before. 
But no matter where you go, you have the rights and protection of heaven. Come on, well, if I'm in Paris, I'm still a citizen of the United States of America. Come on, if I go to Canada, I'm still a citizen of the United States of America. And I'm entitled to the rights and protection and benefits of being a citizen of the United States of America. So no matter where you go, even if you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you are still entitled to the rights and privileges and benefits of heaven. Even in the lowest valley or the highest mountain, no matter where you go on this earth, come on, you're still entitled to the rights, benefits, and privileges of heaven. Even if you're in a different place, you know that heaven's on your mind. Anybody got heaven on your mind today? But not only are you entitled to things, but you have a responsibility as a citizen of heaven. You have a responsibility to fulfill your citizen duties. Come on, you get the citizen award in school. Anybody ever get the citizenship award, right? Because you're being a good citizen. Your responsibility is to the duties and allegiances and responsibilities to represent your homeland. Come on, you have the responsibility to pray. You got the responsibility to give, to love, to live right. Come on, to, to be nice to people. Come on, you represent heaven everywhere you go on this earth. You're here to represent the kingdom of Jesus Christ. Because when you look above and you look beyond, you live above and you live beyond. Come on, as people of Christ, we need to live above and beyond reproach. We need to represent the kingdom of heaven because we are seeing that is our final destination. And there's somewhere that we're going today. Come on, tell your neighbor, say, I'm in this world, but I'm not of it. Come on, we got to look beyond today. Come on, when things try to, to, the temporary tries to get a hold of you, you have to remember that there is a beyond. There is a beyond. How do we have what it takes to look above and look beyond? Pastor Jen, I don't know how, if I have what it takes anymore. How do we know? How can we have what it takes to look above and look beyond? Will we walk by faith and not by sight? Come on, we walk by faith and we not by sight. Hallelujah. So when we look up, we're looking up with eyes of faith. When we see beyond, we're seeing beyond with eyes of faith today. In Hebrews 11, the Bible recalls, it's called the faith chapter. It recalls men and women who lived and saw with faith eyes. They believed by faith. Come on, throughout time, they looked above and they looked beyond. People like Abel and Enoch and Noah and Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and Sarah. Come on, the list goes on and on. They lived and they looked above and beyond. It says in Hebrews eleven thirteen that all these people were still living by faith when they died. They did not receive the things that were promised to them. They only saw them and welcomed them from a distance, admitting that they were foreigners and strangers on this earth. People who say such things show that they are looking for a country of their own. If they had been thinking of the country they had left, they would have had opportunity to return. Instead, they were longing for a better country, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. God is not ashamed to be called your God. When you walk by faith,
faith and you walk by sight he said that's my child look at them they're looking up today that's my child they're persevering they're standing they're trusting in me even when things are hard they're walking by faith today that's my child there I'm not ashamed to be called their God hallelujah so even when you feel like you don't have what it takes to look above and to look beyond then just look around somebody just look around today Come on, just look around you just for a minute. If you look closely enough, you'll see these men and women in the faith chapter. They are fans in the stands. We are surrounded by fans in the stands today. Abraham and Stephen and Paul and Moses and Deborah and my grandma and my grandpa. Maybe your grandparents, maybe your husband, maybe your child, maybe your, your son or daughter or mother or father. They are fans in the stands today because Hebrews 12 1 says we are surrounded we are encompassed about with a great cloud of witnesses today let us lay aside every weight and the sin that so does easily beset us and let us run with patience the race that is set before us fixing our eyes on Jesus the pioneer and perfecter of our faith there is a cloud of witnesses today cheering you on to run the race that has been set before us. They are fans in the stands and they're saying, you can do it. We made it to heaven. The reward was waiting for us. Just keep looking up. Just keep looking beyond and just look around. You'll see that there's a great, a mighty cloud of witnesses. We made it and you can too. Come on, we made it. These were ordinary men and women. There was nothing great or special about them but God chose them and he said look up and they said yes and God fulfilled everything concerning them when they saw his face it was all worth it and let me tell you when you see Jesus's face it will all be worth it when you stand before him and you're able to lay that crown at his feet it will all be worth it in the end hallelujah somebody give God a praise today hallelujah some hope back. You're getting some hope back today. Come on, somebody's getting stirred up today. Come on, something. Come on, do what you want to do, Holy Spirit. Do what you want to do. You know what each person needs right now. You know what they need in their mind. Come on, you know what you, they need in their soul and their spirit. Do what you want to do, Holy Ghost. Come on, lift up your hands and say, do what you need to do in me, Holy Spirit. Come on, let him work in you right now. Let him work in you right now. Come on, he told me, just take a minute and let him do what he wants to do right now. Come on, 30 more seconds. He's working in somebody right now. Come on, your tank is getting filled back up right now. Oh, thank you, God. You know what we need today, Lord. You know what we need today. Hallelujah. There's a great cloud of witnesses cheering you on today. Can you see it? Whew. It's a cloud. 
What forms a cloud? Vapors. And in James 4.14, it says, whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow. We don't know what will happen tomorrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and vanishes it away. What forms a cloud? Vapors. What is your life? It's a vapor. Evaporation is when a a liquid substance becomes a gas. It just changes forms. The water molecules don't disappear. They're just relocated to form a cloud. Come on, we're going to be a vapor. And there's a cloud of witnesses. Come on, I know a lot of people in that cloud. Come on, I know a lot of people that are cheering us on. And the Bible says in Matthew 24:30 that we're going to see the Son of Man coming on the on a cloud. He's coming on the cloud of heaven with power and glory. And he will send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet and they will gather together from the four winds from one end of heaven to another. Jesus is coming on the cloud. Could it be that the very vapors, those that have gone before us, are creating the very platform for Jesus Christ to make his appearance for a second time? I know he came in a manger the first time, but it said he's coming on a cloud the second time. I know he was in a slowly stable the first time, but it says he's coming on a cloud the second time. Could it be that the vapors are forming the very, preparing the very entrance for Jesus to make his return? He's coming back again. He's coming back again. Can you see? Look around you. He's coming back again. Come on, look up. He's coming back again. Look above. Look beyond. your feet all over this place. Pastor Jen, you're talking a lot about heaven today. Are you preaching a funeral? Well, yes, I am. Because when we focus on Jesus and we focus on heaven, fear dies. I'm preaching a funeral of somebody's fear. Your fear's got to go today when you focus on Jesus. Come on, when you look at Jesus, worry has to die. Worry's got to go. Come on, it's dying. Confusion dies when you look up to Jesus. Depression and anxiety die when you fix your eyes on Jesus. Come on, racism dies when we fix our eyes on Jesus. Negativity dies when we fix our eyes on Jesus. The things of earth will grow strangely dim. The things that the enemy wants to consume you with, the things he wants to destroy you with, those things die when we fix our eyes on Jesus. He brings us alive with hope, with strength, with joy. Come on, you're coming alive with peace. You're coming alive with joy today. You're coming alive with faith and hope in the presence of God. Lift up your hands to him all over this room.
Lift up your eyes to Jesus. It's time to look up, to look beyond, and to look around you today. We can live in this world knowing that God is in control, that Jesus Christ is seated on the throne. He's seated on the throne. Our plans may have failed, but he still has a plan. He's still making a way. And there's a spiritual cloud of witnesses today. But could you look around the room? Could you look around this room today? You're surrounded. Come on, you're surrounded. Look all over this room. You're surrounded by people who are in this journey with you. Come on, who are believing, who are fighting the good fight right alongside of you. Come on, you're surrounded by a church family today. You're surrounded by love. Come on, loneliness dies. Come on, you, there's somebody that came in here and you, you said, I'm surrounded, but I still feel alone today. Who is that? Just wave at me. You said, I, I, yeah. If you see that hand raised, can you touch them and let them know they're not alone? Come on, there's hands. Just wave. You say, I, f I feel alone. I'll be honest. I'm in this room with all these people. But come on, the Holy Spirit, he want, He's going to break that off today. That's a, a, a lie of the enemy. Come on, reach over and touch on them and love on them right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Come on, we're a big family. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Can everybody in this room just reach over and touch somebody right now? Thank you for this family, God. Thank you for love. Oh, thank you that you're giving us spiritual eyes to see above and beyond. But Lord, if we just look in the natural, we see these beautiful people all around us today. Come on, just ask God to bless your neighbor. Ask God to heal their body today. Ask God to strengthen them, to give them hope. Hallelujah. Come on, just bless them right now. Come on, if you're watching by live stream, in the name of Jesus, I declare hope to you today. The blessing of the Lord over your life today. Come on, even if you're all alone in your living room, you're a part of what's happening in this room right now. Come on, we're a family with your near or far. Let the presence of God fill your home right now in the name of Jesus. Let the peace of God that transcends all understanding guard your heart and your mind today. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We love you, Jesus.
Thank you for joining us for today's message. You can continue to be a part of all that God is doing here at Calvary Christian Center. You can text to give at 386-866-3060, or you can give at calvaryfl.com give. We would love for you to subscribe to our podcast and also for you to share this podcast with your community, your family, and your friends. Again, thank you for joining us.